Why do you hate minions so much? They're so cute. I hate them. Okay. This is the beef we've had with each other for our entire friendship. I fucking love minions. I see them everywhere. After that, I'm done. I will never see another Minions movie again. I feel so passionate about Minions. <laughs> if there was a Facebook group against Minions, like Moms Against Minions, I would <laughs> Why just... is it Moms Against okay. Minions? Hi guys, welcome to A Side of Homicide. I'm Austin. And I'm Tenille. So, um, I wanted to start off today by, how's our week going? How's your week going, Tenille? Oh, it's been good. Uh, just, I mean, busy with work. I didn't really do it a whole ton this yeah, week, Yeah, it's be been kind of uneventful, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, after my birthday stuff, I just kind of chilled out and just went to work, came home. Did same old, same old. A bunch old. of cleaning today. Boring things nobody wants to hear about. Yeah. But, I mean, I really want to get some new plants, which you know I don't need any. <laughs> she has so many plants, you guys. I'm not kidding. Like, once a week, you water all of them. Yeah. And it takes up your entire island. And I, you, you guys obviously don't know our apartments, but our islands are huge. They are big. And yeah. I like to take my plants from the window to kind of look at them, see how they're doing. Oh my God, I'm so nerdy. <laughs> well, and I came over the other night because we were going to record my episode and I brought my notes and I set them down by your plants. And one of your plants had taken a piss all over the counter <laughs> and it soaked my notes. Well, because I also use a spray bottle on my plants. And so it leaked onto his notes and I was like, well, I guess we're not recording tonight. Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm just going to say before we um, hurry up and... Um, or before we continue here, um, Leonard is in my arms because he's been really annoying. So if you hear grunting or anything, it's not <laughs> me him. and it's not Tennille, it's Leonard. So just putting that out there. He's had a rough day because he's been having reverse sneezing a lot. And I don't know why. It's today. because, I swear to God, it's because of me. Yeah, he gets very excited, but he did it earlier when you weren't here too. And I just don't know why he keeps doing it. And he's done it. He has done it a lot when you're here it's too, though. It's so funny. I'm sorry. I shouldn't laugh. But it's I so feel funny. so bad for Leonard because he just looks so miserable. I'm like, honey. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if you hear that. Austin is babying him today and holding him and giving him some love. So. Yeah, because he's otherwise he would sit on the couch and go, ah, ah, the yeah. entire time. So, yeah, that's not what we want to hear. Yes. But anyways, um, also, Austin and I will both admit, and Leonard now, that we have not been doing well with our New Year's resolutions. Yeah. So, I tried to quit vaping cold turkey which was my mistake you know y'all caught me slipping there on that <laughs> one um i ran out of jewel pods and i was like well shit this is the time it's better now than never so i tried and i was crabby as shit i need to obviously limit the amount mm -hmm. of like puffs i take per day and I quit cold turkey and I was so crabby and Tennille and I ended up venturing out and I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy some. Hopefully you don't hate me. And she's like, that's fine. I'm going to buy some Coke too. I did. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been drinking some Coke and then Leonard, we felt guilty. Yeah. So we actually got Domino's because I got a credit. I wasn't being a Karen, but I did get a credit for the pizza that I didn't mm -hmm. give 
get. So we got our pizza and we were eating it and Leonard was begging. And I was like, you know what, Tennille, we broke our New Year's resolutions. So why not just let Leonard have some pizza here? So. We did. We didn't give him a lot, of course, just like a little pepperoni. And right. But then we it. had, we had PR, not pizza. We had chili tonight. Mm -hmm. And I swear to God, everybody probably only thinks I make chili in BCD. <laughs> <laughs> we do eat other food, I promise. Just usually when we record, we record on a weekend, and I just, I really love me some chili. Yeah, that's <laughs> when my wife is at home making me some food. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was really good, but Leonard ended up having to go into his crate because he was sitting there and begging so bad because we fed him yesterday, mm -hmm. so. Which was our fault. Yeah. It was, we shouldn't have done it, but anyways, uh, Austin, how was your week? So, as I said, we got our pizza, which was amazing because I've been having withdrawals ever since. I'm not going to lie. And that pizza was good, though. This, <laughs> it was really it good. Was so good. And I don't know if you guys care about this or not, but I thought it was fucking funny. So, the other night, I had a little bit too much wine as normal. And my friend, I'm just going to say my friend because it's one of my friend Anna's, and I have for Anna friends and mm -hmm. it's just it gets to be confusing. And I have Anna friends too. Yeah, yeah. So my friend um had gotten this four minute voicemail from these two guys and she couldn't make out what they were saying and it was like they butt dialed and forgot to hang up. So she's like, I don't know this number, Austin. You should find out who it is. So I was like, okay, perfect. I know exactly what I'm gonna do. <laughs> so my solution was to text this number and say hello this is amanda do you have any current dietary restrictions <laughs> i swear to you at the time i thought i'm gonna get them here because they want to tell me that they're allergic to fucking <laughs> tomatoes or something you know what like i almost got them there did you ever get a response they read it and didn't respond oh, but you know what read. i have not slept calmly since because I don't know if they have any current dietary restrictions. <laughs> They're probably like, what the hell is this? <laughs> it's too bad that you never found out who it was, though, either. I know. I really wanted yeah. to. And, you know, I really thought this way would help, but yeah. it didn't. Oh, so, um, unfortunately, we sometimes we win or lose. Yeah, but this, this was, was a loss. Yeah, this was a loss at this it's point. Okay. Maybe they'll think about it and get back to I, me. I hope so. You know what, you guys? I will keep you updated. Um, I'm sure all of you guys are just as concerned about their dietary <laughs> restrictions to find out. as Amanda <laughs> was this night. And Amanda being my alter ego when I was drunk. Yes. So... <laughs> It was pretty great. It was okay, <laughs> oh, yeah. Another thing Austin and I wanted to do was shout out to our Brazil listener. <laughs> like, that is so cool. Not only do we have somebody in Canada, we have, we were looking at the analytics the other day and we have somebody in Brazil, which. So, yay. What? Don't know if you accidentally clicked, but you know what? You're <laughs> here now. You are part of our Stay Paranoid group. Yes. Welcome. Well, it and is... they must have subscribed because that's the only time we ever really get those yes. analytics. So you know what? Welcome. We love you. And I hope you are staying paranoid in Brazil. Yes. I think that's so awesome. <laughs> okay. So also I have some current true crime news for you guys. So this uh, little tidbit isn't really necessarily true crime, but it does have to deal with death. And I thought it was kind of interesting. And I mentioned it to Austin the other day too. And he's like, hey, why not? We should talk about it because yeah. it is pretty interesting. 
Washington state became the first state to legalize composting of human remains instead of like doing a burial or being cremated. Which I think is so cool. I do too. I think that's so awesome. As morbid as that kind of is to mm -hmm. say it's cool because it's not like we're taking up so much land just to bury people. Just to people. bury people. And to be honest, I would consider doing this because like I personally don't want to be buried. It freaks me out to think that my body's going in a ground, going in a coffin, and the coffin usually always floods. It always floods. And I don't like that. That freaks me out. What was that thing you told me about the bell? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. So... Back in the day, um, you know, they didn't have the technology or the medical, you know, things that we have today. Advancements, yeah. Yes, thank you. Things. <laughs> <laughs> and so one thing that they would do, they would tie a bell to like either the wrist or the finger of the person who had supposedly died in the coffin, string the bell up to near the grave, like stone that they have. And if the bell would go off, they were mistakenly pronounced dead. And they would know this because the bell is ringing and they have to dig them back up. Yeah. Oh, my God. Isn't I, that disturbing? What if the wind is strong one night mm -hmm. and it just starts ringing? I'm sorry. I could not. Yeah, if I was like a groundskeeper at a graveyard or whatever the hell they call it, mm -hmm. I would, my soul would leave my body if I heard a bell ringing in the middle Same. of the night. Yeah. So just kind of freaky and Obviously, this was way, way, way back, you know, when they didn't have right. the advancements that we mentioned. But like, I mean, still. you are 69 at this point, but it was before your time. <laughs> way know. before my time. <laughs> so I was going to be cremated. You know, that was my choice that I was going to make when I did pass. But with legalizing composting of human remains, like it's said to be like an environmentally friendly way of decomposing human remains. So I think I would definitely do this if it ever got legalized here before I passed. Absolutely. And you know, that reminds me of, um, do you remember when I sent you that link to the body farms that they are doing? Yes. And Morbid covered the body farms too. Yeah. And that's actually who I got it from. And it was, I dug into a rabbit hole of body farms and it's actually super fascinating to me. Obviously it smells, but it's basically an outdoor laboratory of where people can, you know, from the FBI or for forensics, where they mm -hmm. can kind of, um, I don't want to <laughs> admire, um, where they can observe mm -hmm. the decomposition of bodies. And it's actually really cool. You can look it up in YouTube and they have a documentary about it. It's, it's very it's, interesting. It's really fascinating, but also kind of like freaks me out, but in a good way, you know? It's very gruesome, the detail that they go into. Right. I mean, I will admit I had to skip a little bit of Morbid's yeah uh, covering on it just because i think i was like eating lunch at the time or something stupid right but i mean it is kind of gross but so these bodies aren't just grabbed from anywhere they're donated they are donated for researching purposes like this which i find is so cool and you know it's it obviously is part of the reason why we have these advancements in like forensics mm -hmm. now and the knowledge that we do have now is like, you know, be able to give time of death as far as like mm -hmm. how decomposed the body is because this is how this person decomposed and yes. like this environment versus this environment <laughs> versus this environment. And I think if I didn't want to be cremated, I'd probably go that route. Yeah, I think it's honest. so cool. I mean, you know, obviously your body is no use to you after you die. Why no. not help? 
you know, but advancement I mean, in technology. I know that like certain religions think that your body should stay intact and that's why they want to be buried. Yeah, absolutely. So Which I, I do understand. That. Yeah, I do respect that just for like us personally. Right. And I do want to go on and like just say here too early on. I mean, we have no political affiliation and no against, we're not against any religion. No. So we are. Whatever gonna... you guys want to believe. Cool. Exactly. Like, you have every right. We are. I would say you and I are probably the most neutral people. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> and that's why we've gotten so, so close. Yeah. Yes. And I think it's so interesting learning about different religions and different beliefs. Oh, like, absolutely. So cool. And yeah. like, for example, well, my friend Aziz. Yep. So um, he is one of my very close friends and um, he grew up as a Muslim. And so I've learned a lot about, you know, how he grew up and how their family is and their beliefs. And it's just so interesting. Well, I think that's the most beautiful thing about mm -hmm. being in, in a part of this day and age. I mean, even in the past, too, you can see the different religions and how they mm -hmm. live and kind of it's, it's very cool, in my opinion, because, you know, you think about if we were all the same, we wouldn't have all the advancements in technology. Because and we'd it, be so boring. If right. Was the same. Well, and different people bring different ideas mm -hmm. to the table. So this is another reason why I'm kind of excited. So Austin is 21 and I'm now 27. Mm -hmm. um, Austin hasn't had a ton of time yet to travel. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really excited that he said he's into traveling because I am. I've gone quite a few places now. Yeah. And it's like, I'm excited because then you get to see the culture like firsthand. Well, and I... I do realize, and I realize that a long, or a long age, I, <laughs> I realized at a young age that um, there's more to the world than just the United States. And I would oh, yes. like to experience firsthand different cultures mm -hmm. and also, you know, have a drink in each different mm -hmm. country. <laughs> Haiti one year and it was just so interesting. I actually didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, well, yeah. I went to Haiti what? three years ago, I think it was. I can't remember for sure. I think it was three. That's really cool. Yeah. And it was so interesting and it was beautiful there. Yeah. And just to see all the shops and everything that like they make a lot of handmade things and it was yeah. just so interesting. Like I have that little flower pot over there from Haiti. Oh my God. Yeah. And so it's like, sorry for the people who can't see, I'm pointing. At <laughs> but yeah, so it was just, it was interesting and it was fun to just, you know, hear some of their stories and yeah. just, you know, kind of see how they live and what they do there. And yeah, it was fun, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah. Okay. Sorry guys. Back to my true crime news. Yeah. I mean, I just, <laughs> again, we want, it's something we've been wanting to say for a while too, because I know sometimes people get wrapped up, especially in this day and age in politics and, you know, way of life. And we're just trying our best to you know we we do keep it neutral and we're trying our best to you know help people forget about all that's going on in this mm -hmm. world you know whether it's covid politics yeah. um anything yeah we're here and we for respect you. you know everybody what you believe and what you don't believe like you have every right to you know have opinions and, exactly yeah. so another thing that i did want to cover was um it's a netflix doc four-part series and it's called The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. And this has not come out yet. It's going to come out soon here. I think in February. So I want to watch it right away. And I think Austin obviously wants to watch oh it Oh my right God, away. I'm so excited for this because this case... Is insane. It's insane. So for those of you who don't know, um, it's about the death of Elisa Lamb, who vanished and then died at the Cecil Hotel in LA in 2013. So she was staying at the hotel and was seen very like acting very strangely in some CCTV footage. And then her body was recovered in a water tank on top of that hotel a few weeks later. 
which is just so bizarre. She, there is nothing in this world that can convince me that she did not enter another dimension. Yes. And for those of you who don't know what he's talking about, she was, they believe, I should say, she was playing the elevator game. You guys should look it up. It's too long to explain. You can go in and multiple hour long rabbit hole on this Mm -hmm. case and that's what's so fascinating about it listen to a few podcasts i know that i'm pretty sure morbid covered like the elevator game too as well so they did and that's why we drink coverage and that's why we drink it as well i think that's where i first heard it yeah because i heard it first on morbid um but yeah i think that's why we drink covered it too if not don't come after us yeah sorry guys (laughs) I'm kind of excited that Netflix uh, is going to cover it. Oh, so absolutely. We I got to watch it together. We're going to make it a whole event. Yes. I mean, fuck the, um, pl- pl- I want to say playoffs, but the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell we watch football, guys? <laughs> <laughs> so that looks like it's going to be really good. So we got to check it out. Absolutely. So this is episode seven. <laughs> episode seven so we're actually recording this on january 17th but it's not gonna actually come out till the 31st so have you heard about the story of madison and taylor sheets i actually haven't but it sounds like the last name sounds familiar yes to me. so this story is about a family uh the father's name is jason sheets and he was 45 at the time the mother is Christy Sheets. See, she, that's what for, the name. Uh, that's what I'm familiar with. Is mm-hmm. this did this happen recently or like within? Uh, the within last, the last few years, I would say. Okay, like, what or year? 2016. Did, okay, okay, yeah. So, so I must have heard of it. That mm-hmm. must be why I think it's familiar. So Christy was 42 at the time. Their daughter Taylor, who was 22, and then last their other daughter Madison, who was 17. So they lived in a suburb of Houston, Texas called Katie or Caddy. Hopefully I'm, I, one of those is right. <laughs> it's K-A-T-Y. Somewhere in Texas. Yes. All my exes live in oh Texas. Oh my God. Okay, <laughs> He's had a bottle of, more than a bottle of wine, wasn't it? Or just a bottle? No, just a bottle just tonight. A bottle. Okay. I, I stopped it after that. I it's was okay. going to open another one. So it's kind of a commitment once you open one up. You You're like, shit, it. I can't. I get that. Anyway, caddy. <laughs> so to just give a timeline, this this situation takes place in June of 2016. Okay. So here's a little bit of background on the family. Christy and Jason grew up not far from each other in Alabama and started dating. And then they were married for more than 20 years and then ended up moving to Texas together. So Taylor graduated from Lone Star College in 2015 with honors. And then she ended up working as a teacher at a daycare called Kids Are Kids. How creative. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So she worked as a nanny after her day shift at that daycare. So clearly she, you know, had a passion for caring for kids because otherwise, I mean, she wouldn't dedicate that much time to kids. Right. And then she loved to create art. She ended up actually decorating the entire daycare facility with her own art, which is really cool. Oh, Yeah. And that had to be quite a bit of art. She must have been really committed to like the daycare industry though. Yes. Yeah, to do that for the kids. Because, you know, it wasn't for her. She did it for the kids. Right. So, um, Taylor was dating Juan Lugo. And again, hopefully I'm saying that correctly. Um, It's L-U-G-O. And I've read a lot of places that he was her boyfriend. But I've also read in other places that it was her fiancé. 
So I'm not 100% sure which, but they were in love. Oh, yes. How and sweet. I know. They Something we are never going to be in. So. I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I have been enjoying being single for so long now that it's like, I, whenever there's a potential boyfriend, like, in the horizon i'm always like nah well and that's something why i kind of looked up to you for is that you taught me that it's okay to be single mm-hmm. and yeah, you don't need no you man. taught me how to love myself and sorry yeah, that's getting a little deep here but just had to add that in there oh i love that for you yeah you yeah. don't need no man you got this oh, absolutely for sure not. So they actually dated for almost five years, which good for them. That's oh my a God. long time. Yeah. Somebody put up with me for five years down. <laughs> <laughs> and I did read a few articles. They did like plan on getting married, which I mean, five years. They well, were I'm sure after committed. five yeah. years, they were ready to get yes, married. For sure. And so the other daughter, Madison, was going to be a senior at Seven Lakes High School. And she was following her sister's footsteps and was babysitting part-time for the last three years. And she also had braces, I noticed, which I don't miss my braces, and I'm sure she hated them, too. I had mine for, I shit you not, five years. Oh, my God. It was terrible. so long? Well, because I had them on for, like, two years, and then my teeth moved, long story oh. short. And then I had to get them back on for, like, another two years. But they told me it was only supposed to be, like, two months. And I they was put like, them back on? I'm so sorry. Yeah, I was like, Miss Girl, like, I don't want them back on oh. again. But, yeah. Um, my I think th- I had two years. I think. Yeah, yeah, like a normal person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Your teeth look very nice, though. It's whatever, you know. It's pretty fine. is pain. Yes. And now we both have, what are these called again? Uh, the permanent retainers, the yeah. wires in the back of your teeth. Because I never wear my, I never wear my plastic ones. So I was like, I need to get the built-in Well, see, ones. I'm supposed to wear my plastic ones too, but I always forget because as you know, I usually drink a little too much wine. It's I'm okay. like, eh, it's fine. I'll it's wait until fine. tomorrow. I'll wait until <laughs> tomorrow. I think <laughs> you sounded like Raz off of Monsters, Inc. Receptionist. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay. So. Um, so that was a little bit about Madison there. And so on to their, their mother, Christy. So she worked at a tattoo removal business called clean canvas laser tattoo removal. And that was from January, 2015 to May of 2015. And at that place, she was a receptionist. Uh, she answered phone calls and books appointments. According to her LinkedIn page, she claimed she was a business manager there, but that was actually untrue according to the <laughs> owner. Which, why didn't she just own, you know, the receptionist job? It's not bad to be a receptionist. Yeah. So or maybe she was a receptionist, but she was doing a little bit of business work on yeah. the side. So she was like, you know what? I'm going to be this. <laughs> yeah, maybe she was. <laughs> Don't blame her. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I would stick to my actual job yes. title because people do investigate that when you look they at do. your jobs. They're like, like this. What's the, <laughs> yeah, exactly. She was actually fired from that job, too. I didn't get much detail on why, though, which I wish that they would have kind of put that out there. But I get, you know, I understand why they did Yeah, again, I mean, mostly, most of the time when this stuff happens, it's mainly just focused on what happened, not their lives behind it, which actually kind of sucks. I mean, mm-hmm. especially for us, because and for those people that are in a true crime, because it's like you want to know about mm-hmm. all this stuff. But it's like everything's focused on the trial or what happened. Yes, and... what happened. Yeah. I know. That's why I like tried to dig because I wanted to get as much as I could on, you know, this whole family because it's like. It's nice to get to know their background. Yeah, absolutely. To get to know who they were. To kind of, you know, get to know them and feel like you know them personally. Mm-hmm. 
In the past, um, she worked as an executive assistant for a vice president of a transportation company. And then she also worked as a stylist at a salon. So, I mean, she had a few different jobs there. She you know? was a girl boss. Yeah, she had, she was well-rounded in different positions. Miss Girl was doing her thing. She was. So, unfortunately, though, she wasn't able to hold a job for very long as she suffered with extreme anxiety and depression, which oh, is very thing. sad. Yeah. And in 2012, her grandfather died. And then two months after he passed away, her mom died as well. Oh, my God. Yeah. So that must have been just traumatic. Yeah. I mean, for one family member to pass away is tough. And mm -hmm. I mean, two of them to pass away. I mean, Super sad. And then since that happened, her mental health wasn't the same after well, that. Well, I would imagine. Yeah. So that's tough. And then Jason, the father, I couldn't get a ton of information on him. But he worked as an IT consultant at Oxy, and that is actually known as an oil and gas company. So this family was beautiful. You even looked it up last night when I told oh, you Oh, absolutely. Because I forgot to print out some pictures. And then <laughs> so I was like, awesome, look it up. So it's okay. You know me. I forget mainly everything. And your okay. plants actually <laughs> took over my notes from yesterday. It did. So. My plants destroyed you. Yeah. <laughs> So the girls and their mother both posted on social media quite a bit they from what did. I've seen. Yeah, because you were on their Facebook too looking. Well, and you were talking to me about it a little bit. And I was like, okay, I have to look because you said mm -hmm. they were on Facebook. And that's the same thing with like the Watts's case too. Mm -hmm. I always go on Shanann Watts's Which Facebook. Which is so just devastating oh, to like, look at that and just see all those pictures. It's, I think it's harder to know that like you can look at their Facebook or their mm -hmm. social media and kind of know who they were as a person kind of haunting it is you know because their presence is still there mm -hmm. well and on their facebook it showed them having fun and they just looked like a normal happy family the neighbors even stated they all seemed happy and normal and you know but behind closed doors sometimes it's a different story and in this case it was uh jason christie had a lot of marital problems over many many years and a lot of their family and friends did know about it but like the neighbors did not yeah which they must have been maybe quiet about it or something. I would assume so. And I mean, unless they have really, really, really nosy neighbors. Yeah, like us. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. They well, maybe they had their blind shut. They obviously they... didn't live in West Crack because we would know about it. <laughs> we would definitely know. <laughs> On June 24th, 2016, Christy and Taylor, her daughter, got into an argument because Christy wanted to ground Taylor and prevent her from seeing her boyfriend. And I don't really know what she wanted to ground her from. I couldn't exactly find out the exact reason why, but she just didn't want her to see her boyfriend. And how old was she at this time? She was 22 at the time. And so you can't exactly ground her. And <laughs> right. Jason didn't think that you could either, which I'm kind of on his side. Because, I mean, she has 22. She's not, you know, under the age of 18. But to play the devil's advocate a little bit here, she was living under their roof still, correct? I believe so, yes. Okay, yeah. And so that, I even had that in my notes. So I was like, okay, in a way, I can see there being some rules. Right. But what did she do for the grounding? Yeah, you know? exactly. Just, just kind of strange. So later that day, Christy had called a family meeting with the girls and her husband, and Jason had assumed that Christy called the meeting to talk about a potential divorce because Christy and Jason had a rocky marriage, and they did kind of discuss it a little bit the night before. Yeah, and I'm assuming uh, even with the kids, too, they probably knew it was going to be the result. Yeah. And they probably, I mean, they probably saw their parents fight, you know. Right, right, exactly. Because that's hard to hide in your own home. Right. And as soon as the family meeting started, Christy pulled out a gun from the couch cushion. A what? Yeah. Like, so she had it hidden in there before the meeting even started. 
And it was a 38 caliber handgun. And she shot Taylor and then she shot Madison. And the two girls and their father tried to get away from Christy by running out the front door of the home. But unfortunately, right outside, Madison had collapsed and died from her gunshot wound. Yeah. And she was the youngest of the two. And Madison had been shot in the neck. So, I mean, obviously that. You you can't recover from that. So Christy followed them outside, obviously. And um, she went past Madison since Madison was deceased now. Uh, Taylor was still running outside from her mother at the time. And then Christy decided to shoot her a second time. What? Yeah. So even though she got her once, she's like, I'm going to come after you again. So much for maternal instinct. Right? Girl, what? And Christy actually ran out of bullets. And so she oh, ran I feel back. so bad for her. I know, right? So she ran back inside the house to grab more and then went back outside to go find Taylor again. And so by this time, somebody had called 911 to report a shooting in the neighborhood. Well, I would hope so. Yes. Obviously, they could hear it outside. It's, you know, loud. Right. And so the full sheer police officers arrived. Again, hopefully I'm saying that right. <laughs> uh, they witnessed Christy shoot Taylor for a third time. Yeah. Was once wasn't enough. Yeah, so let's twice shoot her again. <laughs> let's. Oh. And the officers were taking cover behind vehicles and trees in case Christy decided to aim at them. Cause you know, they don't, they don't know her intentions. Right. Exactly. So at around 5 PM that day, the cops tried to get Christy to drop the gun, but she refused so they had no other choice but to shoot her, ultimately killing her. I don't think that was wrong on their part because, you know, she was armed and refused to give up her weapon. Right, and exactly. And well, other people. Yeah. And at this time, Taylor was actually still alive after being shot three times. Yeah. What? She was airlifted to the Memorial Hermann Hospital. But unfortunately, she did end up passing away from her wounds. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine it's... Yeah. I was surprised to hear that she was alive now. After three, even. Right, right. So she was actually shot in the head and in the back. So there was a very sad 911 audio recording that I listened to. Um, Jason actually ended up calling 911 as well. (sighs) And in the 911 call, you can hear Jason saying, please don't point the gun at us. I beg you, please put it away. I'm sorry. I promise you whatever you want. And he said this in a plea to try to save the girls. Oh, no. And Jason ended up running down the street, but he ended up not being physically hurt, which was surprising because she shot, you know, at them so many times. I'm sure if he was around, he would have been. And so, sadly, this event happened on his birthday. Yeah. So now he has to... What? Yeah, now he has to live the rest of his life knowing the fact that his wife shot and killed his two daughters on his birthday. Okay, don't love that. Yeah. And... Even though he wasn't physically hurt, he was hospitalized because his emotional state after the incident just, you know, he obviously needed some I think that was the best. The Fort Bend County Sheriff's Office disclosed that they responded to 14 calls to that home since January of 2012 to June of 2016. Oh, my. And so clearly there were some issues going on. Um, In 2012, there were four calls total, three suicide attempts, and one false alarm. Um, and that was Christy. The suicide attempts were. So she was showing signs that she was not mm-hmm. mentally okay. Yeah. In 2013, there were three calls total, two false alarms, and then a medical call regarding a person who was sick, and then they were transported to the hospital. Couldn't get too much information on that. 
Um, in 2014, there were three calls total, one potential suicide attempt, and then one follow-up for an evaluation call. And then Christy actually called to request to speak to a deputy, which is interesting. Okay. Yeah. And again, that suicide attempt was Christy. In 2015, there were three calls total, two false alarms, and then one for a verbal altercation disturbance. And in 2016, there was just the one last call, which was the shooting. And Christy had applied for a license to carry a handgun, but the state refused her application. Was unable to find out why they refused her exactly. They didn't state, you know, they might have looked at her medical records. I mean, they could have. I don't know what the exact process is to say, but. Yeah, because I don't know enough about obtaining a license to carry or even, you know. Right. A license to own a handgun. Right. Because they haven't applied. So I guess I don't know exactly, but. For whatever reason, they didn't. Yeah, she was denied. So the only reason she actually had, you know, the gun that she shot them with was because she had inherited it from her grandfather. Oh, And she even posted about her need to own a gun on social media. In March of 2016, she wrote, quote, it would be horribly tragic if my ability to protect myself or my family were were to be taken away. But that's exactly what Democrats are determined to do by banning semi-automatic handguns, end quote. Again, this is not my view. This was just a quote from her Facebook. I want to be very clear on that. Uh, The strange thing about this case is that Christy had very loving posts about her daughters all over the social media. She did. Yeah, like, yeah, because you saw it. You saw all those posts. And even friends and family were completely shocked to hear, you know, of what happened. Because they stated that, you know, she loved her daughter so much and they just couldn't believe she would do such a thing. Right. So they just honestly think she snapped. Yeah. Christy's former employer from the tattoo removal shop said Christy had a charm about her. But she also had the ability to turn it on and off. He stated he was aware that she was separated from her kids and husband and that she was living in an apartment away from them. Okay. Jason stated that he believed Christy wanted him to actually stay alive. He didn't think that she wanted to harm him because he believes that she wanted him to suffer the rest of his life because he would have no immediate family left because oh. they would all be gone. She had many chances to shoot him, but she chose not to. And he also mentioned that Christy started having mental issues in 2012 when her grandfather passed away. And then, you know, her mother passed away two months later, like I mentioned in the beginning. She then began drinking heavily. Christy did try to get help. She sought help at three mental health facilities and she was taking medication for depression and anxiety. And she was seeing a therapist as well, you know, which this is really tough because, you know, when I was started researching this case, I always kept wondering, you know, why didn't Jason get her into a mental hospital. Yeah, that's true. You know, but I know it must be hard to do. And clearly they could see that she was trying to seek help. Right. Especially to your wife or mother. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you look at her picture, she looks put together. Oh, absolutely. But I think that's the most problem with, or the biggest problem with this day and age is we put on a mask within social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. So Jason appeared on the Dr. Oz show in September of 2016. So honestly, just a few months after the shooting, which I'm kind of surprised he even oh my. came out. Um, he stated, quote, no matter what I do, where I run, no matter what I occupy my time with, I will never be able to get those thoughts out of my head, end quote. Yeah. When I read that, I was just like, oh, my heart. 
poor guy. Yeah, and so he actually wishes to God that he would have spared his children and that he would have died in their place. Yeah, so that's that was a tough one. But I, I heard of this in 2016, and, like, I have this ongoing list of cases I've wanted to cover. Yeah. And that was on it. So I was like, you know what, might as well. Yeah, well, yeah. And see, like, I heard of it, but at the same time, I never really looked into it because mm -hmm. at the time I wasn't, I was into true crime, but it was more like, I mean, documentaries I would end up watching with my mom on Facebook. but mm -hmm. Or not on Facebook, but on, like, <laughs> you know, I what, know what on you TV. Yes, so. Yes. Well, and I wanted to cover a female killer mm -hmm. um, just because my other cases I've covered so far have been male. So it's like, you know what? I'll just throw a little I feel like, I don't mean to throw any shade, but I feel like a lot of the times it is the male. I do too. And a lot of the victims are female. Yeah. Which is just kind of how it how I've seen it, I guess. I mean, yeah. obviously there are victims of both, of course. We should try to look up a statistic behind that. If yeah. there is any, I yeah. mean. I'm sure there is It's now, definitely interesting know, though to kind of look into it. It is, yeah. So, you know, hopefully Jason is doing okay now. You know, it's 2021. Poor thing. One, well, I, I understand he's very private now. I don't And blame rightfully him. so. Yeah, because I couldn't really find anything about him. Yeah. You know, after this incident in 2016. And, you know, I respect that. I'd yeah. probably be the same way, honestly. Absolutely. So, so, yeah, that was episode seven. So, were you able to find your kitty fact? I actually was. I, so... Did you know, so cats use their whiskers to feel the world around them in an effort to determine which small spaces they can fit into. A cat's whiskers are generally about the same width as, as its body. And this is why you should never end up cutting their whiskers, which is... Why would people cut them? Yeah, I mean... And it's so sad. The fact that they're generally as wide as their body... I mean, Max is pretty wide, but even when he was skinny, he has mm -hmm. very long whiskers. He he's a beautiful kitty. He is. I love him. And they tickle my face a lot, because lately, <laughs> lately he's been very needy. Mm -hmm. And actually, last night I was sleeping, and I set my phone on my bed. I made the mistake of not putting it on my nightstand. And I, he knocked it. He purposely in the middle of the night to wake me up because I was peacefully sleeping. I mean, my bad. I didn't. Yeah, you know, you know you it was inconveniencing him. Yeah, yes. I should have been awake. Um, so he knocked my phone off and it banged up against my nightstand and it scared the absolute shit out of me. And, and I, I know it did because you texted me at like yeah I was I was wide awake but then I was also like I spent like ten minutes just looking at the floor trying to figure out what it was and then I realized oh it's my phone and it was on the other side of the bed but <laughs> such a little shit but it's I wouldn't trade him for the world yeah, anyways do you have a dog fact for us I do so um, according to Welsh legends fairies ride corgis and they are known <laughs> as the enchanted dog. At night, the creatures would use the dogs to pull their carriages and ride them into battles. <laughs> I know, I wanted to do a fun one. I'm sorry, Corgi. Yes. Okay, why can I see it, though? I can totally if see I was it, because they're fairy, short to the ground for if, fairies. If I was a fairy, I would ride a Corgi. I totally would. If I ever am reincarnated as a fairy, I will come back and ride my corgi to you, <laughs> so, you can pet, so you can pet my corgi. Please do. My trusty stallion. They're so cute. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I wanted a fun one, so I thought that would 
be a little bit interesting. It was beautiful. It was very humbling and lighthearted. Yes, very lighthearted to end our our Absolutely. Thank you so much for that. You are so welcome. So, guys, I guess that's it for episode seven. If you want to follow us on Facebook at... Aside of Homicide. And on Instagram at... Side of Homicide. And email us at... Side of Homicide at hotmail.com and rate us on itunes i almost said rate us on itunes <laughs> at <laughs> a side of homicide you'll just have to search us up and we'll show yeah. up and give us a nice honest review yes so that's about it thank you guys so much and stay paranoid stay paranoid people and stay beautiful as you are because if you're listening to this podcast you're automatically 10 times more beautiful <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks guys thanks bye. guys bye